Tell me you weren't recording. Oh, I was recording. <laughs> I've been yeah. recording for like 20 minutes. Oh, fantastic. Well, if that's the case, then let's just getting get this over tabled. with. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce, the Yang, and Major Socks. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 68 of Getting Tabled with your host, uh, Bruce. Hello, folks. And our intro was a lie today because Major Socks is not here. He's too selfish to spend time with his real friends. Yeah, he, he said he had family in town visiting, so he was going to hang out with them. Freaking lame-o. Spends all of this money to move into state to get away from him, and now he reckons he wants to spend time with them. I mean, what's going on there? Right. Oh, it's also worth noting that uh, Major Socks actually called himself Captain Socks recently. So I think we can demote him officially now. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I have video evidence too. Wow. Oh, wow. He did it. Wow. He did it. Yep. Yeah. When he was recording our little secret project for next fortnight. Oh. Which we might actually tell people what it's going to be at the end of this episode. It might be a good idea. Yeah, maybe. Hey, you're going to have to watch the whole thing to find out what's going on next fortnight now. Right. You, you have to pay attention. Mm. Thank you to those that support us. Join us on our YouTube channel as well. We've got a lot of content coming out every week. So, subscribe. We would like to get to 1,000 subscribers before our next birthday in August. Sorry, not August. April. April. I, it starts with A. Uh, why are we trying to get that many viewers very quickly? Because as Chris Van Vliet would say, vague, vague goals get vague results. So we're going for the big goals. See how close we can get. And I'd also like to, you know, like, you know, see that happen before, like, you know, I, I catch COVID again and <laughs> fun that. Yeah, for, for, uh, for those who watch the video episode, if you noticed uh, last episode, I seem to be hacking and coughing a little bit. Yes, that was the start of my fun little two weeks, but I got better <laughs> eventually. Uh, shall we discuss some new received information? Um, Newly received or noteworthy information especially about recent or important events. All right. So... Is it the holidays, Bruce? Because we've got, like, a whole bunch of Advent calendar stuff. Like, what the heck? It seems to be something that happens in December every year. I don't really... Like, there must be something that happens in December that people don't seem to forget about. I don't know. It's 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 odd, I will agree. It wouldn't be the but celebration of baby Jesus, would it? It might have something to do with that. I mean, well, look, if, any, if, if anything, the, the celebration of baby Jesus means that you have to push your product even stronger and make sure everybody buys it, because that's the true meaning of Christmas. Right. Yeah, not. Anyways, uh, Space Marine 2. Um... Okay, so of all of the news that I was expecting, I wasn't expecting Games Workshop to show up at the Game Awards. Uh, and I know, for, for those that are unaware... I'm in the Video Game Awards. Games Workshop showed up with a trailer for Space Marine 2. I mean, we were all waiting for Breath of the Wild 2. We're all waiting for all of these other things. And we get a sequel that people have been demanding, question mark, for like 10 years now. Because Space Marine, the original Space Marine is a decade old now. Came up in September 2011. So it's been a decade. Uh, a very good game, though. I, I'm not throwing shade at that. I don't know if... Did you ever play it? I know you're not huge on video games, but... Well, it, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, when, when I was sitting here having to work from home and 
And I, I did a little thing and I opened up a Steam account that I started over a decade ago and I recently downloaded uh, Total War 2 Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, of all of the video games that Games Workshop have been associated with in modern day, I really think it's... Like, that's the only one currently that's one that I get excited for, but I don't play it because... Total War is a franchise that I always want to love, but the gameplay mechanics themselves just don't click with me. If if you like that sort of thing, I would actually argue that Total War is a must-purchase, uh, especially with number three about to come out. I, it's just it's not a game that I can click with, though. Uh, but the reason it's taken so long for us to get another Space Marine is this came out just before THQ went under. And it's kind of one of those things where I think you got killed by association, despite the fact that financially this was actually very successful. Um, but it's kind of one of those things where, well, it's a game that was created by a company that just died. Why would we take it on? Um, right. Titan are doing it this time. Um, I'm kind of showing the trailer in the background for those that may not have seen it. It does feature the guy from the original game whose name escapes me right now. Um this is all pre-rendered stuff. Like, this is not obviously gameplay footage. There, It does feature some gameplay footage later on, or at least what appears to be gameplay footage. Um, like, genuinely excited for this. This looks like it's going to be very good. Uh, my opinion would be to not pre-order this until we get more information, personally. Right. Just because it's probably a good idea to, you know, be careful, but... This is a game that people have been wanting to see for a very long time. Um, I am genuinely excited for this, and I will be purchasing it. It's just a question of what platform I purchase it on. I can't buy it on the on the Switch, but that it doesn't surprise me, because the graphics are probably going to be a little bit too much for the Switch anyway. I was going to say, you know, unless it's a really good company, uh, companies that make good graphic-intensive games, like here of the last you know several years the nintendo stuff has not been able to handle that stuff so yeah yes and no um they usually just dull it down a little bit but that's all right yeah um next on the list i'm i'm kind of excited about this even though i i don't play the game that much but this is for the team that i do play when i do play it and it's a thing that my team lacks um they're doing a dwarf thrower for blood bowl and correct me if I'm wrong, but the dwarves have never had a thrower, have they? So, so yeah, the, the dwarves do not have a thrower. Um, the dwarves have runners, and that is it. They don't even have, as far as like the ability to catch, the dwarves don't even have that really either. So this will be interesting to see, like, you know, because it is a rocket launcher. So the, the, the mini is a dwarf with a rocket launcher shooting a football. Um, yeah. And so I'm just going to wonder if, like, if the rule is, like, you know, you know, if you roll this or this, you hit your target and it like impales into them and they they have to pull it out of their arm or whatever and they don't have to make a hand check or whatever. Because yeah. dwar- dwarves don't have a catching ability, to, so to speak. So it'll be interesting to, see, interesting to see how a thrower would work in a team like that, that you know, where their whole purpose is we're going to run really hard and really fast and we're just going to knock you down. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the big thing about... I mean, this is a star player, uh, for those that hadn't clicked that already. Uh, but So it's not a regular team member. This is someone that you would hire. Yeah, he's, 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 he's going to cost you some gold. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, look, 
I'm not going to sit here and pretend that this is not Blood Bowl stupid. I mean, of course it's Blood Bowl stupid. It's Blood Bowl. Everything is supposed to be stupid. And I'm not calling it stupid as in moronic. As in, it's the fun kind of stupid that you expect from Blood Bowl. That's why you play Blood Bowl. I right, mean, it's right. a guy that's shooting a football from a rocket launcher. You're not going to get any more stupid than that. Um, and it's not even just a rocket launcher. It's a dwarven rocket launcher. So, you know... Big yeah. plumes of smoke and stuff too, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I quite like my first reaction for this was kind of like really, and then the more I look at it, the more I like it. Um, this is going to be a Forge World release, so you will spend seven and a half years re- removing the flashing. Uh, but otherwise, like if you're a if you're a Blood Bowl player, uh, I suspect this is going to be must own. Yeah, I no, will give sure. them props for this. I mean, realistically, it wouldn't be that hard to um, create one of these yourself. Um, I mean, it wouldn't be easy had, if you had an extra dwarf player, and then you had some dwarf fantasy, you know, bits lying around. Because um, the Iron Drakes they they essentially walked around with little cannons, like yeah. you know. So it wouldn't take much to take a a dwarf player and mount a cannon or repurpose an Iron Drake as as this guy too, because you know Iron Drakes are covered in armor, so yeah, it would um, kind of make sense. Yeah. Um. I will probably get one of these just because, well, it'll fit with the army that I haven't finished painting yet, so. (laughs) Uh, You're looking at £21, just for the record, though I think it might be more expensive in the US, just because Forge World is Forge World. Well, and I I look at it this way too, and it's just like any other character. $23. bucks. That's not bad. No. Um, you're you're gonna pay twenty to thirty bucks for a a special character for any of the the Games Workshop uh, IP stuff. Yeah, pretty much. So I mean, fifty bucks for for the entire team, you know, to get the box, and then twenty bucks for a special character. That's just how it is. Yep. Uh, actually, some some of the special characters because they're bigger because of the you know, um, the type of race they are or anything. Those cost more because why? More resin. So, I. I I, I, I think 30 bucks would still even be a reasonable price for a special character just because, you know, well, look at how much some of their other special characters are, you know, 130 yeah. bucks just because it's a Primark. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, um, before we get into our next story, I kind of want to preface something with a bit of an introduction on this. About four or five weeks ago, rumors started circulating that a certain army was going to be entirely re-released uh, with the exception of you know, something that we'd had recently. Gee, I'm being vague. I wonder why. And, um, and go back a little further. Uh, part of this army is one of the things that we said was absolutely something that Games Workshop had to redo because the model is so old and yeah. absolutely had and to we be. Put it, we put it top of the list too. Yeah. Um, now, when that rumor started circulating, I made the choice not to cover it because it was just a rumor. Uh, I think I might have vaguely mentioned it at one point. Uh, but honestly, with the advent calendar showing up, most of this is Eldar-related, and it's not even very well hidden. This is mostly Eldar-related. So, like, I'm just scrolling through this, and all of this is Eldar stuff. So, even just not, not even the picture itself, just the little border picture thing. Yeah, true. That it's Eldar. I mean, yeah. there's no, there's no getting around it. You know, it's like it has the little red gems. It has, you know, the Eldar, you know iconography uh, iconography yeah yeah you're right did i use the right word even i believe so 
Like, even in the, the ones that's just text, only in defeat will you know victory. Like, all of this is Eldar stuff. Now, I haven't seen a tease of the bloody hand god yet, uh, but that would be really moronic not to do it. Uh, day 8 appears to be something from the new god whose name escapes me right now. Um, I am just going to day 7, so day 8. Let's take a look here. Um, if not, that's totally a special character without plumage. Yeah, yeah it definitely is. Uh, and th there's definitely hints of... Uh, hang on, if I go back, I think it's day 3? Nope. What day was it? Uh, day 7 is definitely striking scorpions. Uh, oh, actually, no, maybe it's not. That might be the death. What, war spiders, maybe, even? Yeah, but... Uh, I'm happy to sit here and say, look, I don't think I said it on the podcast. I'm pretty sure I just said it on Facebook that the, the rumor was, I uh, basically said the rumor was full of it because uh, it, it came from a source that was extremely unreliable. It was one of those, There's and the Warhammer community does Facebook? this a lot. The Warhammer community does this a lot where if somebody makes up a rumor and it's something that everybody wants, everybody jumps on it and starts pretending like it's actually news. And that's how this came across when it was first leaked. Um, in all honesty, with what I'm seeing today, I wouldn't be surprised if that unreliable source... Because it was just somebody on Reddit randomly that reckoned that they had a source within Games Workshop. And they listed off all of these things that are being released. And, and like, everything about it was just like, no, look, that's crap and you know it's crap. Um, and that's basically what I said. It's like, look, I'd love for it to be true, but clearly this is a source that is making stuff up and wishlisting, uh, and you need to start... Like, there were some fairly serious people that, that were reporting on this, and I was just like, nah. So... Uh, it wasn't one of the reliable sources. Yeah, but I'm just... Honestly, I'm also, I was wrong. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad to be wrong. Um, I, I do remember a uh, article we covered uh, a few months ago, too, on, you know, what Elder should be. You know, the that 3D uh, SQL file guy. Yes, yeah. That we were like, ooh, he's probably going to get shut down. I'm wondering... Which he was. Which he was, yeah. Uh, I'm wondering if this didn't have something to do with, with the speed at which Games Workshop did it. That wouldn't surprise me. They do do most of their stuff like 14 months in advance. Right. So, I mean, if they're like, you know, no, we, we, we already have this designed. You know, this is going to, you know, w let's say two years from now, the guy tried to do this. Do you think Games Workshop would be as proactive and quick about it? Because, I mean, it was up for like a week and then it was shut down. When so. do you reckon we're going to actually see this? I suspect it'll be in the second half of next year. Um, I would say first quarter of next you year. Reckon that, you reckon that early? I, I, I think so, because typically when they're... <sighs> When they're doing the spoiler stuff, you know, when they're just, play, you know, doing the little um, kind of like, you know, cut image of like, you know, the foot of the mall or something like that. We usually see it within two to three months after that. We're in the holiday season right now. So it wouldn't surprise me. End of first quarter, middle of first quarter. So, so maybe even beginning of second quarter. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe second quarter, but right at the beginning, we see new Eldar sculpts yeah. at the market. Um, well, let's move from one advent calendar into the next and tt combat have one of them going as well every year so this started on the 6th so that they they haven't had as much out this year as what they have previously uh, also they're a smaller company than games workshop so that's fine um day six ironically kind of starts by talking about you know the last days to order before christmas which makes sense day six is the flame that burns underwater so this is one of the big releases that we've been teased at for a while. Uh, and Ursula has never looked 
better. Like, seriously, this is incredible. Um, why am I calling her Ursula? I'm not the first person to make that comparison. I mean, it's 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 a lady with tentacles. Of course, you're going to call it Ursula. Uh, this is clearly her after she takes Titan's throne. Uh, not oh, throne. Okay. Um, scepter thingy. Trident. That, 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 that's the word I want. There's also some Nightwatch that are, I'm sorry, gorgeous. Um... Lewis, keeping in mind that our conversation recently was private and he doesn't know what I'm talking about. Um, stop releasing things for Carnivale. <laughs> just release a couple of things that are ugly that makes me go, I don't want them. Just just once. Just just for me. Please, as a friend, just, just do one release that nobody wants. I can't afford another game. <laughs> I was going to say, that's not the Night's Watch because they're not in black. No, well, that's why it says not. Oh, wait, that's the wrong night. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, on day seven, we get some drop zone stuff, and you'll be very happy with what the first picture is. So it looks like we're getting some armor battle groups being released, like groups of actual tanks and so forth. So the Shaltari comes with a couple of grav tanks. Uh, you can also build them into a different version of the gra grav tank. You get a war strider, which is the big walkie thingy. Uh, and the alligator. So yeah, it's a couple of decent things. There's a UCM one as well, which is going to come drop ships and some tanks and stuff. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through these real quick, and I, I kind of like this. This is like, so I agree. I can 100% tell you that I'm buying the Scourge one. So, and and, and this is nothing against how TT Combat does stuff, because like, you've got your starter boxes for fleet and zone, right? And in some cases, you know, you've got your bigger starter bundle, you know, more probably fleet we've talked about because holy cow, it's an entire fleet in the box. You yeah. put that together and you've got a thousand point game ready to go like that. Boom. Um, I, I think for, you know, the, the non initiates like, Hey, what do you want for Christmas? Oh, I, I want this, this drop. And they have to go find a blister yeah. versus here's a box they can pull off the shelf and, and then it's done. Um, and look, in the case of Zone, uh, as someone that I've been slowly buying stuff for it, uh, because quite frankly, it's me and I have several games going at the same time, um, but trying to figure out what I needed to buy next was always a really hard thing. And mm -hmm. I think this is going to make that a lot easier for, because unless you're in Zone, it kind of gets difficult to know where to go, which is one right. of the reasons why we've been covering it with the game talks. Well, and, um, and, that's, and this kind of eliminates one of those problems. And, and like I said, so let's say your brother, is he into this, you know, the game stuff and everything like this? No, no, he's not. Right. So if he goes into the shop and says, I've got a brother, he plays Scourge. Hey, look, there's a box he can just grab, wrap up and give to you and say, you know, yeah. Merry Christmas. And you've got that stuff in there. It, it, to me, it's more than just like ease of for us, the, the nerd playing the game. Boxes like this, I think, also make it easier for the people that know us that yes. hold us at arm's length to get us something we like. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just want to, like, the Resistance one, I still think the Resistance, that ship, that like the plane, I still think is one of the best-looking ships in the game. With, with the exception of a couple of the, the things for the Resistance, mainly like the... Um, the scavenged vehicles, like the buses and stuff like that. Yeah. I think I think the Resistance has some of the best looking models for Zone, just because they are so they feel more real. Yeah, I actually really like the buses and stuff too, though. But yeah. I will acknowledge they are kind of getting old. Well, 
they're older sculpts, but at the same time, they've been around. I don't know. They, they were deliberately I mean, made to look that way. So I, I, I get that they're still around because, like, you know, it's the resistance. They're using what's available. But if the resistance yeah. can go through and make one of these little flying ship things, why are they still using a bus with rocket launchers on it? Like, I get, <laughs> because I get some, some of it's old technology. And some of it's just making dope. It's kind of a little bit of both. Right, I, I get that. So, but, but what, I'm, what I'm getting at here is like this stuff here that they got on this resistance box, it just, it feels more real than the other UCM stuff. Yeah. Uh, for day eight, we've got some, it's kind of an odd release, this one. So these are scenery kits for Carnivale, essentially. They're meant to be for like your Venetian dock workers and stuff. Uh, but they're boats, shallow water boats. So these are things that you're going to be finding within the canals and so on and so forth. There's a there's a dow, there's a sloop, uh, there's a patrician big. Uh, these are all really nice looking ships. Um, apparently there is some larger stuff coming as well. Yeah, I was um, going to say, if you look, there, there's the uh, g galleon. Yep. That's not a small ship. No. The, the picture down the bottom that you're looking at is on a 3x3 three three board. So some of these are huge set pieces. So these are clearly a different way to play the game. Yeah. Uh, like, because playing through the streets of Venice and jumping up into the buildings and diving down and slicing somebody like you would in Assassin's Creed. Uh, yeah, cool. That makes sense. But it works on a ship just as well. Right. Like, you take something out of fantasy, like, I'm going to run up the mask and then dive off and slice the guy's head off. Or something. It just works. So, uh, I'm very interested to see what these yeah, are. I, just, I, need, I, need, I need a mini to, like, like tell me how big these are. The The first thing I, I see, I, I think when I see these, um, years ago, in the early 2000s, there was a trading card game, and I'm using the quotes there. It was called Pirates of the Spanish Main. I don't know if you... Remember that or heard of that, Bruce? No. So it was essentially a booster pack, like matches, gathering, whatever. But it wasn't cardboard. It was plastic card. And you punched oh, out plastic pieces and you made little ships out of it. Oh, so this is like the Star Wars one that came out around then. There was a Star yeah. Wars one. Too. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was kind of like that, but it was based off of, you know, 1700s, you know, naval, you know, I technology. Think, I actually stuff. think I prefer the version you're talking about. It was the the first set was really cool because it was you had the French, you had the Spanish, and you had America. Yeah. And pirates. You of course you had pirates. Well, and then they started anybody cares about. Right. And then and of course they started expanding past that and then it started getting like stuff started breaking, you know, just like there's too much. Like you couldn't sit down and play a quick game anymore. It was you know it was too much. So and of course it it's so it always gonna be the problem with something like that. It's right, it yeah. only goes so far. Yeah. So. Um, brave decision on having MDF for the sales. I'm kind of surprised they didn't go with cardboard on that, honestly. Uh, but it looks good. It looks much better than I thought that it would. To take MDF and be able to make a ship terrain out of it, um, I don't think you can do much better than that. No, that's my point. It's really, really good. Uh, moving on to day nine. Those watching the video will have accidentally had a bit of a sneak peek because I clicked on it a little early. <laughs> Uh, we've got a new Rumble Slam coming, uh, Rumble Slam team coming, and quite frankly, this might be my new favourite team. It looks incredible. So these are fantasy cat people. So they're either Rashad demons or they're is it Khajiit from um, Elder Scrolls? Khajiit have wares if you buy. Oh, uh, I think so. I'm not yeah. much of an Elder Scrolls guy. 
Um, Neither am I, to be honest. The, the um, first thing I love the look of this. Yeah, the first thing that pops to my mind when I look at these cat characters, I don't know why, but Iron Sheik just pops into my head of like, you know, if he had like cat, you know, wrestling people, like this is what they would look like. This It would be the Iron Sheik with his cat minions. I'm surprised you know who the Iron Sheik is. Dude, come on. I was a kid in the 80s. Okay, fine. Um, I really, really like this. Uh, these are going to be very, very... Like, the painting that they've done on these official ones, especially that Cat God genie thing, is outstanding. It's going to be amazing to see what people can do with them. Yeah, that... I mean, th there's no way I'm going to make... Like, if I buy this, there's no way mine's going to look all rainbowy and stuff like that one does. Uh, but I can see people doing some really incredible stuff with this. I just noticed this. So kind of the, the middle part of the cloud, you know, where it's blue and it's got the orange and yellow stuff. Yeah. That is straight up a Hubble telescope photo. Oh, it's... well, there you go. Uh, and it appears that these guys are coming from a new casino. Because I'm pretty sure that's a casino that we haven't seen before. So that's good to see. More expansions. Um, and then... Moving on one last time to Drop Fleet. Yay, Drop Fleet. We okay. like Drop Fleet. I know. It's, we, we, never, we should talk about it more. We don't talk about it enough. Um, okay, so behind the fifth door, which is door number 10, is Drop Fleet. And we're getting some more cutters. So we're getting a second round of cutters because we do have cutters in the game already. Um, the PHR one looks interesting. Um, very sharp in the front. I personally think the UCM one might be the better look, better looking of them. Um, and the Scourge one honestly kind of looks like it, it came out in the first set. It just looks like those original frigates, but a little bit smaller. Um, the Resistance one is really nice too. Actually, maybe uh, I'm changing my mind. I, I love the look of that Resistance one. It's so unique. Here, I am sending you a, a link on Messenger in relation to the uh, the cats we just looked at. Um, the UCM one, I think, looks really good. I love the fact that it has a very asymmetrical look with it. it's got one pylon and then, like, the fork pylon. I, yes. The, I, I think there's so much focus on, like, you know, look at the Enterprise. It's asymmetrical. Birds of Prey, asymmetrical. The yeah. Breen, or... Those ships are symmetrical. You get to the Breen ship, and it's very asymmetrical, like it's not a mirror. It's space. It doesn't have to be a mirror. You don't need to worry about drag and crap like that. Um, yes. I love the fact that the, they did that with the UCM. Um, Shaltari uh, looks like it looks like a uh, almost an amethyst kind of thing. And yeah, you're right that that scourge is very frigate feeling from the the yeah. first set. That it's not a bad thing. It's just that's just what it reminds me of. Do, do you know what that uh, this, uh, the resistance one looks like? Um, <laughs> that Corellian Corvette. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, the head of it looks like a hammerhead shark. That's why I said it's a hammerhead Corellian Corvette. Yeah. Um. The head. The, the head of it definitely. Okay, moving on. War Cradle, uh, giving out their well, not giving out their releasing their Christmas minis again, and. I'm going to very quickly take the blur off my camera so that I can show something. This is one of the things that you can buy. Krampus Rex. Yep. I actually won this on a YouTube competition. This was actually painted by Stuart from the studio on camera. You can actually find videos on their official YouTube channel of oh, is, is this, this the, actual mini. Is, is this the thing you won like a couple years ago and you're freaking out because you're like, oh my God, I actually won something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So that is one of the ones that you see there. So that is, yeah, Krampus Rex. I don't... I think this is actually the one from the photo. I think. No, it's not. No, it's not the one from the photo. But we have some new... The um, one from Mythos is probably my favourite, which is the Jack Frost-looking guy. Which one? The Morozko? The, the one? Morozko. Apparently the actual character, these are both the same person, and it's like a good side and an evil side. So, like, the good side is giving gifts out to the kids, and the evil side is beating people over the head with that thing and killing them. It's very reminiscent of uh, the Jack Frost from the, the Guardians movie. That's exactly what comes across in my head, too. Yeah. Um, I, I like quite Marjorie like Marjorie. Marjorie. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. The mechanical reindeer is just awesome. And I love the fact that she has exploding um, puddings. That's just kind of fun. Uh, and finally, pudding, we have uh... Kyle the Red and White, which is totally not Santa Claus. But if you look, this is actually a model that came out a year or two ago. If you look... The totally not Santa Claus is totally not holding, not holding a um, dystopian warship. It's totally not. Uh, this is obviously before most of it was re-sculpted. So these are things that you can only buy around Christmas time, like a lot of companies so, do. These are just the more fun ones that I wanted to show off. Uh, Kyle, the red and the white, right? Yep. His little dog there has a single antler on his head like the Grinch's dog had on his head. I didn't even know that. That's a good point. It is too. And look at that. It's even like it's just strapped onto his head too. It's so good. Uh, these are all minis that you can use instead of like their alternate sculpts basically. So they're not actual characters in the world. Well, they are characters in the world, but their rules are instead of somebody else. So the dog is instead of a canine attack dog, uh, and Kyle the red and white is instead of Kyle the black. Moving on, we haven't spoken about weird in a little while, and I'm going to explain why in hobby time, but I thought it was time to have a look to see what they're doing. So they've had a new release recently, which is Malifaux Burns, which is an expansion on the world and is kind of given new versions to all of the current masters but we're gonna skip past all of that and go down to december because why would you talk about stuff that was released months and months ago we've got some new stat cards coming for the sonya creed uh it actually contains a couple of minis one that's 75 mil and a version of it that's in scale with the game itself um so that's interesting i've never actually seen them do like a proper bust type thing although that's a full mini but my favourite has to be the Puppet Apocalypse. Yeah, that's a, that's a... If that's not a tongue twister. Um, yeah, while you it's were talking about the... versions of the Riders. I mean, sorry, but there's nothing more incredible than that. Yeah, I was looking at those while you talked about the other thing, and I pretty much didn't pay attention to you at all because I was looking at the puppets. Yeah. So the previous one, it, it's got two versions of the same character, one in 32 mil scale, the other one is 75 mil scale. So you've actually got like a big version, right? Um, and then, I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm back on the the puppets. Um, I think they look great. They have a they have a very sack boy feel to them. Yeah, very much so. And I, I, th I think they just, I, they look great because, you know, with, with the exception of a, a certain movie, um, the the horsemen are like typically you know, like scary looking individuals. You yep. know, a fairly recent movie. Let's be honest, the horsemen weren't that scary because. It was kind of a poorly done movie. Um, these guys, 
they're great because it's like, oh, they're just little puppets. What are puppets gonna do? Well, they're gonna murder you. You're 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 going to die. Yeah. Uh, for those that are not familiar with Malifaux, it's very much Victorian horror esque. Uh, so it's it's very Cthulhu. It's very twisted nursery rhymes, and I do mean twisted nursery rhymes. Uh, there's an homage to Alice Cooper in one of the limited edition sets that you can buy. Um, like, literally, the guy is called Mr. Cooper. Um, it's not a regular character, he's a alternate for one of the others. But they should do everything like about this is very, very screwed up in a very good way. I was going to say, they should do it in a two-pack, and there's Mr. Cooper and Mr. Crawley. These last two down the bottom, so they, a lot of the latest releases they've been doing lately have the new versions of the masters that they've been releasing. So we've got Petita Ortega, which is a Neverborn Hunter. She's part of the guild. We've got Sly Six Shots, which is from... Actually, I don't know who he's from. Uh, and we've got Ophelia LaCroix, which is for the Gremlins, or the Bayou, if you want to talk at it that way. Um, Sly Six Shots must be guild as well. It has to be. I'm not familiar with that character. I do apologise. I've been out of the game for a little while. Uh, and then in the Twisted Tale, you've got Nelly... Nelly Cochrane, um, I'm pretty sure she's from the guild. August Hart, I think he's a resurrectionist, which is the Ravens. And that first one is definitely from... I forget what the other one's called. The one with the flower, whatever they are. Because it's Jackdaw, and that's where he comes from. Um, I like what the, like, they've released new versions of rules so that these guys can kind of work in a different way, which is nice. Uh, the only criticism that I have with the way that they're doing these releases, personally, I wish that they were just doing them as characters, uh, rather than these box sets. Because if I was going to come in here, and I'm just going to take the example of the one that I would, in theory, have to buy, because I have Gremlins... So I would like to buy Ophelia LaCroix, but I've got to buy a box that has two other masters in it that I'm never going to use. And I have no interest in using. Personally. I mean, I know that there are people out there that buy everything. Um, if I did that for every game that I play, I would be bankrupt. I was going to say destitute and homeless. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so that, that's the only... I mean, personally, I wouldn't even mind paying... Like, buying the three in the box set obviously is going to be better value. Uh, I'd be quite happy to pay a little extra to buy these in separate boxes at some point. Like like um, 20 bucks a mini kind of thing? In US dollars, maybe. But but that that's just my... I, I'm not hating on weird. I, yeah. I love weird stuff. If you haven't built weird minis and you would like a challenge, go and have a look at the Malifaux website and pick something that you like the look of. I can guarantee you one thing. I can guarantee you two things. Number one, it's going to be one of the more intricate and difficult kits that you've ever built. And number two, providing that you follow the instructions and do it, but the instructions are on the website, uh, by the time you get to the end of it, it's going to feel like one of the most rewarding experiences you've had. They are so gorgeous. Everything from this game is a character. So it's not like one of these things where, oh great, I'm painting my 120th Space Marine. Everybody <laughs> is a character, so everybody gives you a reason to kind of feel like you want to paint it and do it justice. Right. That's what I kind of like about this skirmish scale games as opposed to the mass battle. No, for sure. The, the, there's there's a reason why the, there's the appeal of, you know, the kill team and the uh, regiments of renown kind of stuff, you know, where it's like yeah. you, you focus on tops 12 minis. I think that's why... 
you see such a level of of detail like for an infinity army that yeah. you just don't see in like a 30k or 40k or an age of sigma army yeah you know um for those that are wondering why i didn't make that comment about different factions with the puppet apocalypse box set this is a this is an alternate version of those and realistically it's a box set that you would want together because you're painting this for fun um you can 100 percent just use them as alternate versions of those characters but it it makes sense why these are together. And there is actually a way that you can use them all in one force. Uh, I forget what the character's name is, but there is a master that lets you take any rider. It's not the Puppet Master, is it? No. No, no, no. Speaking of the Puppet Master, uh, by chance, if anybody from Weird Games comes across this, I'm still bitter and angry and upset that you killed Kalodi. I want Kalodi back. Officially. Like, properly. Not not this death man's hand thing. I want him back properly. And I'm going to moan and complain about it forever. Not really. He was a character that died, and he was one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Moving, Moving on. on. Yes. Frostgrave Official Terrain Series. Yes. So this is coming back. Um, we have had we have seen this before. It was on a Kickstarter, uh, and it's finally coming back with some new pieces, I will add. Um, I'm kind of going to skim through a couple. If there's any particular ones you want to have a look at, let me know so I can open them. Um, the only I'm thing really... I'm really kind of looking at in depth right now is the Merchant House, just because everything else you know, just looks like kind of a scattered terrain except for the Merchant House, which it's well, not. It's... Everything in Frostgrave is going to be ruins, because it's an old city that kind of was destroyed many, many years ago. Sure, sure, sure. I, I, I get that. It's just, you know, like, you know, derelict warehouse. You've got, like, you know, stacks of crates and stuff like that. Scattered terrain. Like... I, I can get get behind that, but then there's also like you know the living museum. You know, okay, that's more yeah. of a ruined building. That's that's something more substantial. So um, I love the fact that the merchant house, like you can actually play on the inside of it and everything. Which well. that was the you know like it, I, I love that more and more companies are doing this where it's a house and you can take it apart and like there are different levels to it. Yeah. Um I think um, the first one I remember seeing that was like that that was like oh that's really cool was the ca- the lake cabin from uh, Don't Look Back. And yeah, ever since that, it, you know, it's just been seeing more and more of it. I mean TT Combat's doing it, this one's doing it. Um The first company I know of that was doing stuff like that was um Foreground. I'm not saying that they were the first to do it, but they were the first ones I knew of that did it. I um, I think it's a great thing to do because I agree. Put this merchant house on the table. Yes, it's a piece of terrain, and all the space inside of it is unusable. Yeah, except for the fact that they've made it to where it is usable technically. Now it is worth probably noting that not all games have rules for playing on the inside of buildings, um, and even like those that do, sometimes those rules don't work very well. Um, but it's still wasted space otherwise. And there's nothing that says that you have to own the years of the game it was designed for. I mean, yeah. hell, both, both of the buildings we've looked at, I'm looking at the Bell Tower at the moment, which is another one I love. Uh, this is actually built around a scenario, like specifically, like there's actually a scenario that uses this. Um, plus, it's gorgeous. Um, but who's to say that I couldn't just take that and put them in the middle of Wild West Exodus? I mean, remove the snow and it's just a, it's just a tower with a bell in it. Hey, hey Bruce, there's snow in the Wild West. My town's pretty certain that. parts of the years. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So. Um, the cemetery, I 
really like the cemetery. Yes, scatter terrain. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. But it is a really nice looking cemetery. Cemeteries yeah. are kind of easy, but I do kind of like what they've done with this. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. This is great looking stuff, and and you know, like any you know, good looking minis, good looking terrain. It just seems like we're almost getting like like you know, there's just so many games out there. It's starting to happen well, yeah. with terrain now. You know, I I think you know it all looks good, and we're, we're the market's getting flooded. I think, and I'm not saying anything you know bad about this. I'm just saying that you know it, it's it's not the market it used to be. Yeah, no, and, I, I can see where you're coming from. And and for like twenty euro for scatter train, like you know the the price of three D printers, you know well, all the other companies idea. out there, you know like take take the white boxes for example from TT Combat. You get some scatter terrain with like this full terrain kit. Yeah, and it was just seventy-five pound. You're you're getting like you know you know half a dozen buildings and then some scatter terrain for seventy-five pound versus you know twenty euro. You're getting a thing of scatter terrain. You know where, where's your other you know fifty euro of value buildings? And you, you get what I'm saying? I, I'm not I saying. Yeah. I'm I'm just saying that I think. I think we're getting to the point of like some companies are making better choices, not knowing the the, the conversion off the top of my head. I I don't I know if this is worth those those prices. Like well, the Derelict Warehouse, ten euro sold, twenty euro. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So I looked up the price for the Silent Tower, which is sixty nine euro and sixty sorry and ninety nine pence. Works out to be the better part of. 60 pounds okay pounds sterling um so if you bought that in another another smaller building you have the price of the white box boxes which is three times the train yeah now in saying that they're also limited edition stuff that's only for a short time i mean that's being sold the way that it is as a deal that they're not going to do very often. Normally, it would be more expensive than that, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if that's entirely a fair comparison, but I do know what you're saying. I don't. Price wise, I think it's probably more along the norm. I mean, there's certainly nothing amongst this that's a, a bargain or a steal. It's all fairly like fair, normal prices that you would expect. Um, but the the um, question of whether this is something that you want to buy is like the only benefit that they have is that all of this is designed specifically for scenarios in the game. But in saying right. that, the game was specifically designed so that you could use anything you want. Frostgrave is not a game where you have to have a specific aesthetic. Um, so that's going to hurt a little bit. I just thought it was interesting to look at. I mean, some yeah. of this stuff is really nice. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's the best terrain that I've ever seen, and I'm not. I'm not throwing shade on it. I actually do like what I'm looking at. No, I think it looks great. I I think uh, the, the one dude we looked at uh, last episode or the episode before where he had all the uh, the the feudal Japan stuff. Oh yeah, like yeah. that was something to write home about. This stuff, you know. You, it's good looking stuff. It looks like a lot of the other stuff. Yep. Yeah. It's, so. it's fairly generic looking, uh, which would be by design. But yeah, I have to say, I don't like that. The only one that I don't like is the stepped pyramid. Just personally, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that one. That's, yeah, that's kind of, uh, what's the word? Uh, I, I, th I think lame, phoned in, unimaginative. It's. I, mean, I get, yes, it's a stepped pyramid and nobody really does stepped pyramids. But it doesn't feel like a step pyramid to me. It just feels like a building. It looks like three boxes stacked. Yeah. Because let's be honest, if you if you look at you know a traditional stepped pyramid in South and Central America, where yeah. stepped pyramids are known, 
they have, you know, several steps, like 10 plus, you know, those are the ones you see typically. Not This is the top of a stepped pyramid. So. Yeah, no, I would agree with you on that. Now, in saying that, I don't know what the scenario says. It's possible that it's been designed that way because the scenario told you to. Right. But I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, okay, moving on to a game that you pointed out. Do you want to talk about this? Uh, well, I was just kind of mentioning it as like a, an off topic of, you know, I had backed it. I... The, the 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 name of it just you know lords of ragnarok okay you have my attention yeah. you know norse themed stuff um yeah. there's another game i'm waiting on that's norse themed you know um the the concept of so so first of all first of all it's also by awaken realms um which is the people that did nemesis for those that are wondering yeah they did nemesis uh nemesis lockdown i mean th- this is not you know this is a known, you know, game company that has done some good stuff. Yeah. So, and I, I kind of, lack of better words, I blind backed it. You know, like, um, kind of looking at it, you know, it's a, uh, it's kind of like an onk, you know, where you're trying to control, you know, if you scroll down to where it says core pledge, you can kind of see the stuff. You know, the colored stuff, that's your army that you're using. Um, you can summon gods, uh, and then you can build, like, monuments to your god, and that you know, gives you power and stuff like that. Um, the concept of the game, like, it just, it, it seems like it's a good, like, territory captured board game that you can play with your friends. Um, mm-hmm. That's Norse-themed. Um, the other thing that I liked, and this is, you know, on par with the, the, the Awakened Realms aesthetic, is it's got, like, some of the stuff has a, uh, oh, what's the word, like a, um, like a science fiction-y, like, if you look at the, I don't know if there's a good picture of one of the ships, the sail is like it's not cloth. It's like that hex grid. It looks like this dragon scale or something. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's got a very you know it's not just like you know Norse themed. It's like Asgardian Norse themed, where it's like you know yeah. They it's, still like, use... it, it's a sci-fi version of Norse stuff, but it doesn't really feel like it's taken out of Marvel's comics either. Which is yeah. the main cup. That was the first people I know of that ever did that. Um, I really. I hadn't looked at this very closely. I added it to the list because I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I want to talk about this. But this looks really good. Yeah. So, um, you know, and it's just, you know, the the fact that, you know, Awaken Realms, you know, they have put out good stuff. I didn't look too much into this other than just the fact of, like I said, it's Norse-themed. I like Norse-themed stuff, you know. It's just... And I, I thought it was really like so. If you scroll down here, you know you got you know gods, raise imposing monuments. You know they show the Thor monument. You have the base, you have you know the bottom, the legs, and the, you know like you build the monument as you're playing the game. It's you know yeah, it's I really like what they're doing with this. Um, yeah, okay, so yeah, here they've, yeah. they've met all of their stretch goals, at least the ones that they've shown so far. But uh, it's, not- it's- 34 it's, of 34. I, I think you can late pledge. So oh, no, I, the, the actual funding is still going. It's just that it's finalized. You can still pledge okay. on this, though, yes. So, and I think total, uh, and it's not, uh, where do they have Oh, no, on? maybe you're wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. No, you might. Uh, so this is the only issue I have with the Game Found website, is it gets really, really hard to know when things are still open and when they're not. Yeah. 
I had the same problem with um, the other He-Man game, the one that I chose not to back. The, the, so Game yeah. Found is essentially Kickstarter, but it's been designed specifically for gaming. Uh, and I mean our gaming. Um, and and the, the first yeah. time I came across it, ironically, it was being used as a pledge manager, but they've kind of expanded to become an, alternate, an alternative to Kickstarter. Um, and from what I understand, I believe they're actually doing a better deal for the companies, but I don't know. So, and then looking at this, I want to say like the full, all in, I think is like 260 euro, which is a steal. And, and, and the concept of how much you know these board games cost, especially when they are so miniature heavy, that's that's not a terrible price. No, no, it's not at all. Um, I mean, the, the court, you know, just getting the game itself, 100 euro, and, and that includes the stretch goals if you can get in on the 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 the, the funding part of it, which you know, I mean. That's a so really for you, good deal. for you. That's the better part of three hundred dollars. Yeah, what well, the the, the all-in? Yeah, the all-in for me it's four hundred and twenty. Which that's looks like sleeves, a, a game mat, one, two, three, four, five boxes of of, of 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 game stuff. I mean, just There's five boxes in there as well. Yeah, but I mean, just just think of it that way. You know, and you've got five boxes of game stuff, Bruce. Right for four hundred, you know, of your dollars. Yeah, that's not bad when you figure that some of these games are hundred bucks a pop, and then like fifty to seventy bucks for an expansion box. Yeah. So, um, I'm I'm, I'm kind of interested in, in that. Um, I only found out about this because I was checking on a pledge for a uh, another game that is way behind schedule. And this popped up, and I was like, huh. And I'm looking at them like, oh, oh, hey, that's these people. And so, um, yeah. yeah. Um, moving on, our last story of the day is Borderlands. And people are going, oh, great, it's another video game, board game. This one actually looks like it's all right, though, to be honest. Uh, this is being done in association with Gearbox. It's being done by uh, Monster Fight Club that we have covered before. They did some uh, 3D printable city terrain about 12 months ago or so. So this is based directly on the game. Um, it's kind of like an arena fighting game. Yes, it's another one of them. But in the case of Borderlands, it probably makes the most sense to go in that direction. I mean, let's be fair. If you're talking about Borderlands, it's either going to be that or it's going to be a dungeon crawler. In an arena combat game, probably feels feels more exciting to me, personally. Um, So, heavily, heavily miniatures-based. And quite nice, gorgeous-looking sculpts, honestly. Uh, it's all hex grid, and like, there's some really nice-looking stuff here. I'm is sorry, any... I, just, I just stopped on the, the Ravenous Waddle Gobbler, and I was just like, I just had to stop, look at that, and process WTF. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this, Bruce. I, I only oh, yeah, know, I only know of Borderlands, the fact that it, the name and it's a video game. I have never actually played it. That, that's okay. So, so I, I, know, I know next to nothing about it. And then I scroll past a giant mutant chicken with three mutant chicken uh, minions. And yep. I'm just like, what in the hell? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot There's a lot of humor like that in the game, actually. Uh, I suspect that you would really get into it as a video game. I actually think you would really... It's first-person shooter. Don't like those. Okay. Well, you won't get into this then. It is very funny, though. Um, okay. Miniatures-wise... Really, really nice. And people that are into the game will recognize some of these monsters that George has just pointed out. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at this, and you know, I you know, I can I recognize the, the you know from the commercials and stuff like that. You know, the, the humanoid characters and everything, which they have a very strong Mad Max feel to them. 
Very, very much so. Yeah. What the 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 other thing? Oh, the robot revolution. Um, those are there's a robot that those remind me of, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, but the thing I like about this is the fact that there's actual monster type things to to fight against. It yeah. looks like like that was the one thing I thought was missing from the Mad Max franchise. You know, it was like there's no really weird you know, except for the 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 um the really big dude with the small dude riding his shoulders. There was no like really weird monstery humanoid things. It was just all like yeah. it's just guys in biker leather and heavily modified vehicles trying to kill each other. I think you know that franchise needed like ogres or something like that. You know, like not like you know like thirty ogres running around, but like a couple here and there of like you know there's ogres and trolls and crap. You know. Yeah. No, I, I can see where you come coming from on that thing the big thing i would say on this borderlands has that very strong cell shaded look uh which Uh on on a miniature is really really hard to pull off properly uh i'm not telling you not to paint them that way uh but just understand that it's something that's going to take a lot of practice and it's not the it's it's something i was doing recently and i did it with my um marvel stuff as well um it's it's a completely different way of painting and it takes a little bit to get used to uh you will either fall in love with it and start doing it to everything or you'll find it very frustrating and just paint them normally but the problem with this game is that because that's the way it's based if you don't paint them that way it's gonna look really weird yeah i um can't really help you on that side of things um i can recommend a couple of people to go and check out if you've backed this uh, do a Google search for Epic Duck Studios and just have a look at anything that he's done. He shows you tutorials on how to paint in his style and it's exactly what you want for this. Um, I will give credit to my housemate Steve for pointing this out to me. Um, yeah. This is not something that I will back, but I can understand exactly why this is very popular. I already yeah, have almost... kind of borders around this, so I don't really need another one. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to say, looking at the, you know, the, like the shell, cell shading and, and the painting stuff, it's almost be- like if you're if you're new to hobby and stuff like that, it would almost be easier to learn to sell self shade paint than yeah. f- than for people like us who've been painting for you know the better part of a couple decades, you know, because yeah. it's like you almost have to unlearn how to paint to you know do some of this painting. Yeah, it's to the point where with my next um with my next um bot wars stuff, I'm not painting in that style. I'm just going to paint them normally. So I actually find it very frustrating. Uh, while George is distracted, I am going to move on to aiming for the indie. Indie. Definition. Independent. Type. Slang word. Jargon. All right. George, how annoying is it that all of your terrain takes up so much space? Um, I don't know, because I have these wonderful little Tupperware bins that, you know, hold my terrain. So, um, as Mel That's pointed out when we, we, when we interviewed him, you know, make sure you can store it, too. And... I have a storage solution for my terrain. So hopefully yeah. I, don't, I don't come across anything that's too big for my Tupperware bins. Well, this terrain is folding. So go to folding terrain. Go to American buildings. Okay, hold on. Folding terrain. I don't see... Wait, why is it not? There it is. I see it. American buildings. Got it. And it's being annoying and it's not showing me pictures. That's really annoying. <laughs> Okay, here we go. I found another one. Uh, folding terrain, and you want to go to brick buildings. Brick buildings. 
Okay, I see a... yes. Basically what these will do is these will fold down flat. So, that yes, you could store them in bins, but they take up this much room, not this much. All of these buildings will fold down flat. Interesting. I don't understand why I can't find pictures of them folded. That's really annoying. Like, really annoying. They've updated their website and they've removed something that makes the reason why I was showing these off the actual... That makes it really well, frustrating. Who? Um... Depending on what scale this stuff is, too, um, this you would can be... Get this, you can actually get this in multiple scales. I was going to say, um, some of the uh, the vehicles and stuff, just looking at these real quick, uh, if, if you're into it, um, you could use it for Flames of War as, like, some alternate sculpt stuff. Or, um... Bolt action. I don't know. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't quite understand what's happened on their website because there was pictures of everything when they're folded up, but basically everything is designed so that they flat pack, not pull apart. Like they are designed to fold into themselves, uh, and then basically the roofs and everything keep them solid. Uh, but. I, I, yeah. I, I, now that you now that you actually kind of describe, I see how it works. So I'm looking at the uh, Americana ten, tenement. And I yep. kind of like you would pull the roof off, and then everything else would just kind of fold into yeah. place flat. Yep. And that, so that brickwork where it's kind of like this, yeah, will end up like that when it's flat. That is kind of cool. Um, I'm looking at the price here, and it, it is a cool, cool idea. Um, I, I've 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 seen some other stuff. Uh, it's not. This looks like it's MDF, which. That's way more. Dur the stuff I've seen has been cardstock. Yes, yeah, it is more common in the cardstock stuff. So, and the stuff I've seen where it's like you literally have a box about the size of. I'll just pull this out, real quick to give a to give you a guess what size of the box. So, a box about like this big, right? You know, standard board game yep. size. Right? And it has like four or five, four or six sheets you pull out that you unfold, and it makes a four by six terrain, and like it all unfolds cardstock. Okay, George, open up the link that I just sent to you on Messenger. Yes, I am opening up the... And actually, the stuff we I, I was just talking about, we've talked about on uh, another episode. It was called uh, UpZone on Kickstarter. Yep. So, the link that I've just sent you is their Facebook page. I'm looking at a picture on Foreground, because Foreground actually became associated with these guys recently as well. Uh, and in the first article, they are showing you their large brick factory. Yeah, okay, I'm and seeing... And you can see how small it goes when you fold it up. Well, and, and how it folds up, too, so... Yeah. So that's that, that's pretty clever for MDF. Yeah, um, keeping in mind that this is all pre-colored as well. Oh, so you get it, you don't have to... It comes assembled and painted then, huh? Yep. Well, not, not assembled, it comes painted. Oh, it comes painted. Hmm. I mean, you can easily add more stuff to it if you want more detail. Yeah, I'm just... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to gauge the prices here, because I'm looking at that like... The issue if... that these guys have on a pricing standpoint is the need... The the, the problem that they're fixing is, this, is a problem that some people won't actually see as a problem. Um, I mean, I really like the idea of this, because it, well, it solves I... a problem that I can see. Uh, but at the same time... If you don't have a storage problem, or you only play one type of game, then right. what does it matter? Because you only need one set of terrain. If all you play is 40k, or all you play is, 
drop fleet which doesn't use a lot of terrain anyway then all you need is that one set of terrain and you'll never use anything else it's the so, people like me that are playing three or four different types of games that want themed terrain around it that have this issue but all well, of this is also very specifically around real world stuff and and, and another thing too that you know you know you know i, I don't have the issue with this because you know i i have a normal size sedan car or I, I have a, you know, a full-size American pickup truck, which, let's be honest, I can carry around life-size terrain and not, you know, tabletop-size terrain. So, for me, transporting stuff is not an issue either. Your case, your primary mode of transportation is a motorbike. Yep. You, so you have a, a mode of transportation. There are some people, even in the United States, depending on, you know, like, what kind of city you live in, like people who live in New York City you know, versus where I live, they rely on public transportation. Yeah. So having something that can fold up and go into a backpack and stuff like that, I can see where where this is a a problem solving for for a lot of people. Yeah. So it it depends on who you are, where you live, and you know, how you get around. For yeah. me, this is this is not something I want or need. You know, it's not a concern for me. For no, you, but... I, could see, I could see where, you know, this could fill a, a, a need that you have for the guy who, you know, only takes the tubes or a subway or wherever you call it, wherever you live. And yeah. you have to be able to fit everything in a backpack. I can totally see where this would solve a lot of problems for you. It's so. also worth remembering that the reason that I started this aiming for the indie thing wasn't to look at stuff specifically that excited us. It was... Stuff that you wouldn't necessarily find if you didn't know about it. That yeah. someone from the audience may go, "Oh, actually, that's something I need." Yeah. Um. The the the, the issue I, I, I have need... terrain. I don't need terrain. Yeah. The the issue I'm running into is it comes pre-painted, but it doesn't come pre-assembled. But making it pre-assembled is only going to cause another problem. It's all going to get broken in transport. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like you know, if if you're going to sell it, you know. Why sell it pre-painted? I mean, if it already comes out in flap sheets, you know... Well, by having it pre-painted, it removes one of those problems. Yeah. What? I, I, I... If you if you was to sell this as pre-assembled, you've just got to think about how much time that's going to cost. You're doubling, if not tripling or quadrupling the price. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely you, fair. You, you would actually take yourself... like, And nobody would be... Well, some people would be willing to pay that. I would suspect it's a very small amount of people, though. Yeah. I'm. Here's the thing that I think you're not thinking of, though. So this is all foldable. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you're not gluing most of this, which means that you're not... Ha the only stuff you're going to have to wait to dry is the multiple layered walls before you put it all together. Yeah. And then it's it, it is bang, a cool bang, idea. rod, bang, bang, yeah. rod. Like, most of this will build fairly quickly-ish. I mean, there is an ish there, but... Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at some of the other stuff. Like, so, I, I guess maybe the ones I'm having the biggest issue with are the brick buildings. Mm. That red, like the... It's a very specific aesthetic, yeah. Like I said, like... Like the timber frame is... building, I'm, I'm totally okay with that because that's how those buildings look. Um, yeah. if I was to build the, if I was to buy the brick ones myself, I would want to dirty them up a little bit. Personally. Yeah, the, the I wouldn't want them to look fresh like this, but that's okay. I can do that. Like this the, just the, means that you can yeah. build it and it will look like it's ready. If that's what you want it to do. It doesn't mean that you can't add stuff to it. Yeah. Or hell, you could repaint the entire thing if you wanted to. Yeah. I do like the stone ones though. I will say I do like the stone ones. I think those look really great. 
Like, yes, yeah, that's probably my favorite of the set, actually. So, um, cool idea, cool concept. Um, it, it definitely solves a problem for certain people. Um, yes. so, but that's the thing, it's it's the certain people, yeah. I, I, I think this is probably one of the and I'm not knocking this, but I think this is probably one of the most unexciting <laughs> indies I've looked at. All the other stuff you, you've, you've tracked down has been some really cool stuff. This is like. But, but it is cool. The fact that they designed it to fold, I, th I think, is a neat idea. They do have a whole range of miniatures as well, which is what George kind of got excited about, but then I didn't talk about it. Um, I just want to quickly say I like the fact that there's some, some Hungarian, there's Belgian, there's China. Like, there's a lot of stuff that you just wouldn't expect to find. Um, so they clearly are aiming for a very specific aesthetic, uh, which is essentially Europe World War. Uh, and with the exception of the fantasy ruins, everything else fits into that aesthetic as well. He's very clearly going after a specific market, which is not us. We don't really play historicals. I, I don't know. You can even say that fantasy stuff. That fantasy stuff still looks like the timber frame stuff, which you could definitely yeah. find in an old French village. I mean, even that still, you know, fits in. Apart from that, it's got that weird. The top is bigger than the bottom thing, which you yeah. get in real world. Uh, shall we talk about some hobby? Some hobby? Yes. Dream, blue, prime, paint. All right, George, what have you been up to? Sleeping. Given that you've had, you've, given that you've had no work for the last two weeks. No, 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 no. I do IT, so I've, I've been working the last two weeks. I've been working right here for the last two weeks. So they wouldn't ever let you have time off? Uh, I took two days off to sleep, um... After after the fact that, you know, when I could sit upright for more than three hours at a time without getting nauseous or wanting to just, like, fall asleep, I sat here at my desk and I, you know, worked on systems remotely like I do at the office. Fair enough. So, so it's not some, like, you still worked, but obviously you wasn't going to be as productive as you normally would have been because you're fighting energy. I actually, so aside the fact that, you know, I had COVID and I was sick and I was sleepy, and here's the worst part. I was nauseous most of the time. Yeah. But then I would get super, super, super hungry. And so then I would go eat. And I would take a bite of something. And then I would get immediately so nauseous I felt like I was going to vomit from that one bite of food. But my body is still saying, no, you're starving. You have to eat. Yeah. I mean, that's if that's not as, uh, you know, an analogy of what marriage is like, I don't know what else is. <laughs> You do one thing, and you know, no, you're, they're still unhappy. But they want you to do this one thing, and you do that, and they're still unhappy. It's like, <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, evidence that George is not a bitter person. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, actually, in reality, I feel like I'm more productive when I'm at home because I can understand that. I was more talking about any energy levels yeah. than being at home itself. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah, so um, in my mass productiveness, um, I sat here at my computer um, with all the stuff here in the background and didn't do much with it really because what I didn't have the the I guess the fortitude to sit down and focus on painting and working on stuff like and the the the, the focus that you did have you kind of felt like you had to put into work yeah and and just and then doing that and and focusing like that I was just exhausted so. Yeah, that's fine. That being said, I don't want to know what that's like without a vaccine in your system. Yeah, yeah that is, yeah. I was out for a solid two and a half days. All the stuff back when I first, you know, like people out for weeks on end. Yeah. Yeah, I'll... <laughs> 
So um, I did I did get to, uh, Warhammer Two Total War, yeah, you know, or Total War Two Warhammer. I did yep. get that. I messed around with that some. Um, again, it's a video game. It's cool. It's it's a way to entertain yourself. It's not how it's I want to be entertained, though. It's yeah, you know yeah, fair enough. It, it is uh, that's a game that Steve, my housemate's been playing for quite a while, and he loves that game. That, no, I... Like I said earlier, that's a game I really want to get into, but I can't because it's not the sort of game that I get into. Yeah, um, I, I'm enjoying it because, you know, it, it's not like, you know, you have to sit there and put hours in to get really good at it. Yeah. I, um, now, that being said, I did get a couple games uh, shipped to me recently, um, and these are more of a, a fun, quick pickup game kind of, kind of games. One of them is called Dragonwood, which I can't really describe it. The other one is called uh, Trash Panda. Okay. And and so trash pan is cool. It's a it, deck of cards. You're trying to uh, hoard resources, and you roll a d6, and whatever the result is, you can move the token on some cards to you know keep those as resources. There's one type for every side of the dice. So if you roll two twos, it, they're not twos. It's all custom. But if you roll two twos in a roll, well, you've just botched and you've lost all your resources. So it's a probability of you know I rolled a one, I rolled a three. There's a two, four, five, and six. Do I keep going or do I hoard my resources? So, yeah. Um, quick little fun pickup game stuff that you know. Neither one of us, because as soon as I got better, guess guess what happened to Casey? Well, I'm surprised it took her that long. So, um, not much going. Normally, it goes through the house faster than that. Yeah, it was about a week in between us. That surprises me. Which and here's keeping in mind that I work in the industry where I would know that. Right. Well. You know, I do, you know, hospital support, too. Here's the other odd thing, too. Oh, people, we were around for Thanksgiving because we celebrate that holiday in America. Yeah, no one else has come down with it either. So, but we were around them. Interesting. Okay. What have lucky. you done since you haven't, you know, been sick? <laughs> um, Honestly, a lot of what I've been doing has either been filming for us or uh, preparing for gaming in 2022. So there's a few goals I've got, I've got for next year. We already know what a couple of those are, um, because I recently brought into a game that I haven't told any of you what it is. Some of the audience will know if they've come from a certain group. Uh, don't tell him. And yeah, there's a game that I brought into recently. I mentioned this on the last episode as well. I haven't told you what it is. Uh, but um, I've also been kind of... One of the things I've been wanting to do for a couple of years now is I'd like to return to Malifaux, which is why I said I want to start... Co the reason I haven't been covering weird stuff as much as we used to is because the fact that I couldn't play it was really starting to get to me. Because um, that's... As a gamer, Malifaux at one point was the only game I played. And we're talking about... like. The big problem with the industry that I work in when you're working shift work is that you don't get time to do other things. So one of the reasons why my hobby became the only part of the hobby that I had was because I couldn't play. It's why it took me two years to get a game of Bushido in. Um, like, well, the fact that, you know... It's been a big problem for a while. It's one of the reasons why mentally I was struggling for... More yeah. so than our audience realizes. I know that you knew that I was struggling, but the audience would never have been in on that. Yeah, it also didn't help, too, that, you know, for for a good part of, you know, last year, you know... Well, that time, we, yeah. we, we, we were We were essentially prohibited from gathering in groups to play our games. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> but COVID didn't make that harder. For, I mean, it did make it harder, but it didn't. 
Um, it just kind of meant that the only free time that I had also couldn't then be, which I put into the podcast. So it, it actually worked out for us. Yeah. Um, so one of my goals for 2022 is that I'm returning to Malifaux. I have been preparing to actually do that and try to figure out what it is that I need to actually get. Um, in theory, I still have my old fate decks in boxes somewhere. Uh, I did find one of them and it's kind of, it's been damaged to the point of, I think you could probably argue that the cards are marked, which obviously means that I'm not going to be using. So unfortunately I'm going to have to buy a new fate deck. Oh, what a shame. I'll have to get one of the pretty ones that are slightly bigger and have really pretty art on them. That's really going to be painful for me. Are there standard side cards, standard side sleeves that you could just use like, you know, they could, but I'm using an excuse to buy a new fate deck. It's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can buy them as a normal size, and you can buy them as a tarot card size. Um, the only reason I've been holding off on purchase uh, is because, well, I don't need it yet. Uh, and I'm kind of like, I kind of like the idea of the tarot card one because the artwork is a little bigger, but I just don't know how well I'd go with shuffling them because they're slightly larger. I've never really held tarot cards, so I don't know. In my opinion, you know, having you know, done a game store and had multiple kids, children, teenagers come in with Yu-Gi-Oh! Whatever card. Shuffling cards is shuffling cards once you figure out how to hold them to shuffle them. Um, To me, not knowing anything about that game other than what you have, you know, provided us to look and talk about and everything, I think having the tarot card-sized deck is one more fitting yes and, yeah that's and i believe that's why they made the change and, you and can two, still buy a standard card one for the people that didn't want them but i'm pretty yeah. sure i'm gonna go for the tarot card um two uh there, there's so much visual in these games too that you know the you know if you've got a larger card that you can do bigger or better artwork on yeah well, i mean what's the price difference between the two decks oh no they're pretty much sold for the same price ish yeah i know the decision had nothing to do with that. It was all a matter of which one do I want to go into. I would do the so, tarot card. I, I I suspect that's the way I'm going to end up going. Um, so as part of that, I've kind of been going, okay, so how am I going to do this podcast-wise? I'm probably going to semi-do with Malifaux what I did with Conquest, but it will be from a I return to the game. So I, I'm kind of thinking, I pull out my original models and I kind of do a showcase of what I have the kind of state that they're in, and try to figure out what I have and so forth. I have a new box of Malifaux that I purchased and was mentioned in the podcast six to 12 months ago. They were like icy troll looking things. Um, and that's probably going to be the master that I start with because it means that I can start fresh. Um, I'm probably going to stick with the same basing theme that I had on my Neverborn to begin with, which was kind of like, a, it was like, an ocean of blood with brickwork traveling through it. It was all kind of really twisted and messed up because it was Malifaux and of course it was. I did kind of toss up whether I wanted to change my basing scheme and go with something completely different, but um, I think I'm just going to stick with what I did originally because it was it was disturbing and as much as I'm kind of tempted to do something different. I had, an, I had a picture in my head of, you can get colored sand and I was kind of thinking if I had like black and purple, then I could put the purple on the inside and make it look like it was glowing up on the rocks that I base things on. Uh, and I thought, oh, that'll look really twisted. And then maybe the top of it can be like, you know, black and white checkers, like in the inside of a sanatorium or something. And then I sat there and realized, oh, wait, no, it's just going to end up looking a little bit too close to Alan's model. So I'm not going to do that. Hi, Alan, if you <laughs> happen to catch this. 
which I don't, I don't even know if he watches, but um, yeah, yeah uh, I'm definitely going into uh, that. Um, Laser Forge Allen or entire month, but sorry, Laser Forge Allen or no, 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 no friend of no, mine. Allen, okay. Um, he all of his stuff was kind of based on cork rock, and the top of it was kind of painted to make it look like it was all tile and stuff, mm. just kind of abstract and like it was a really cool looking look. I, I kind of thought, oh, that it would look... And I hadn't even really clicked when I was like, oh, I could do that, but I want to do something with the top sorts, not just rocks. And I kind of thought of that, and it's like, oh, that makes it even more creepy because I want it to be creepy. I will then say... I, then I realized, wait, I've seen that before. Yeah. I will say I love using cork for basing mm. just because, you know, it gives you such a good three-dimensional, easy-to-mold, you know, like base material yeah i had thought of doing a similar thing but with slate um so it's actually jagged rock and so forth um so i don't know I, i'm i'm gonna toss up ideas and maybe i can do a couple of videos on some options that people can do so it's not yeah. going to be a full focus month and i don't know when it's happening it'll be next year at some point uh, i have already reached out to the community and it's been like looking to get back into it this is kind of where i come from uh, i have a lot of stuff that i bought during the point of not playing that never saw the table um so i do have quite a collection that i can go back to the reason i'm starting with a new force isn't because i need it it's because if i'm going to start i want to start with something new and then go back and make the connections and so on and so forth and work out what i because it's easy to start with one of the new ones that's fresh than to try to go through and figure out what I have that I can't use anymore and so on and so on. Most of the range has carried across, but there's a couple of characters that are dead um, that I can't <laughs> use anymore. You're not bitter about that at all, are you? Kaloni being killed is one of the things that turned me away just as I was about to try and get back into it uh, because he's someone that I brought because he'd always been my favourite character and I brought him and I spent... I, it's one of the things I'll show off at some point. I actually spent a lot of time on Kaloni because he's a puppet that's alive, and I kind of painted him up to make it look like he was made out of jade, and I got really, really proud of it, and had the intention of playing with it, and never got around to it. And then they killed him. Um, and then they killed him. So, look, in theory, you can play with him in unofficial games. There's there's rules that they released for him. He just doesn't exist, so I couldn't use him in a tournament sense. Um, but yeah, it's it's look, honestly, I I award them for like truth be told. How many times do we say that like nobody ever does anything with their story? Um, and, like that they're actually doing one of the things that I think people should be doing. Nobody ever dies. There's no, but there's never any consequence. So I can't really complain from that sense because they've done something very brave that nobody else ever does. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, as for the other game, I can confirm that it has shipped, uh, and George still doesn't know what it is, and that's okay. So you're talking okay. a little about it, and I. So you did get Carnival? What? What? I did order from TT Combat recently. Why would I tell you that I was buying from TT Combat if it was a TT Combat product? I don't know. <laughs> I do have an order coming from TT Combat. It's full of dropship. And uh, it's full of the... There was a particular ship that I didn't have, uh, the new Battlecruiser. Uh, I got the farmhouse set. None of this will be shipped for like six to eight weeks, so it'll it'll all arrive at some point. Uh, and I bought a couple of small things to, um, I wanted to get up to the 150 pound mark so that I can get both of the free minis and I, I managed to get there just so. Yeah, I am as I am not getting, uh, any white boxes. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, you know, um, Lords of Ragnarok 
And um, well, the pledge manager for the the Masters of the Universe game just opened, so I'm. Yeah, I haven't touched that yet. I have to, but I haven't. Yeah, um, I will be. Um, I was gonna do the Wild West Town just because I don't know why. I just I want it. I want it so bad. Uh, and the other one I was looking at was the Bolster Drop Site, just because. Well, that that's... works for a game that you play. It works for just about anything, you know. Yeah. Um. So. Um. And and I, I still have this problem where and, and unfortunately one of the things I ordered from uh, Daka Daka, which still has not yeah. arrived yet. Um. It's it's been tempting me more and more to to build the uh, Legio Custody Army because well I only need ten minis to have an army. There's a new one that they've just released too. It's coming in the box set that we didn't talk about. It's on pre-order today. Yeah. Um, you, should, you should buy the box set. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, but I was you just don't even have to paint ten things. Well, yeah, and I, I I found like a really good way to uh, do like actual gold. But then you you can be cool like Henry Cavill. You know you want to be cool like Henry Cavill. I already knew he did custodies. He started doing custodies yeah, at the beginning of quarantine. I don't know why everyone's losing their crap now about him playing. It's, it's, be- this it's, is old it's because he mentioned it again, and it's the same thing as last time. Every time it gets mentioned, people are like, oh my god, he's into this as well. He's like us. Uh, and yes, we've known this for a little while. We talked about it on the podcast a little while ago. And every content creator in the world is out there going, hey, hey, just come and play a game. Hey, we'll do it for charity or like coming up with reasons to try and get him involved. Like he's not one of the world's most busiest people already. Well, uh, I mean, technically he's not filming Witcher, Witcher Season 2 right now because that's getting ready to come out. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, so uh, as of the 28th of November, my stuff has been sitting in um, Chicago. Wait, your stuff for what? Huh? Your stuff for what? The Daka Daka store stuff. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 not Emperor and the not um, Lionel Johnson. Yeah, yeah. They're they're in Chicago. They've been in Chicago since the twenty eighth. Awesome. Um, but otherwise, I think we can skip game talk this week because we've already got to like an hour and fifty minutes or so. Well, it's only two things though. Two. Oh, yeah. Good point. Let, let's go. Yep. Talk nerdy to me. All right. Start over, Bruce, because we were both talking again at the same time twice. <laughs> All right. We're looking at the UCM for Drop Zone Commander. We're looking at the standard tanks today, and we have two of them. I'm going to start with the Sabre tank, which is this cool-looking bugger. Um, I say cool, but I think the other one looks better. Uh, he costs you 35 points. He comes in a squad size of 3 to 9 and takes up two vehicle slots in your movement dropship thing is. Uh, he has a 4-inch move. He's got active countermeasures. He's got armor of 15, damage of 1. He is a tank type and he's not special. He has an Avenger railgun. Clearly Tony built that. Uh, he's got nothing on the move and fire. His arc is front, side, and rear. His full range is infinite. His counted range is 24 inches. Uh, he's got one shot. He's got an accuracy of one plus. Uh, and he's got the weapon is a. It's got energy 10, and it's articulated, which I will need to look up. My guess uh, is yours... it might go up and down. Oh, yes, that would make sense. Yeah, no, that would make sense, yeah. Uh, he's also got a Gatling gun. Again, no move and fire. It's a front range, uh, sorry, front arc. 36-inch full, 12-inch countered, two shots, three-plus accuracy, and it's got an energy of three. It's fairly straightforward, that one. Uh, the next one is the Katana Light Tank, which is also 35 points. Uh, it takes up two, 
It, it, it does look really cool. Um, it has a move of six. Uh, the CMSA armor is 14, damage is one. Uh, type is tank. Has a twin cannon, which has no move fire. Has a front side rear arc. Range of 48 inches. Uh, RC is... Oh, wait. Full and counted. Yeah, yeah, uh, is, is 18 inches. Uh, two shots. Accuracy of two plus. Uh, energy of nine. Nothing special about it. Um, or... A flamethrower, which is no moving fire, front side rear, uh, six inch range, six shots, uh, ACC ACC a three plus energy four. Um, it also has smoke launchers instead of making a shooting action. The squad may launch smoke until the end of the round. Weapons targeting the squad and other units within two inches of any of the squads suffer a plus two accuracy modifier. This unit may replace its twin cannon for the flamethrower at no cost. Yeah, because one or the other, you can't have both. Yeah. Um, I of think the saber. Two, I actually, I actually, you like the saber. I think the saber tank's the better option. That being said, though, the katana definitely has its place of you know launch smoke. I mean, it is a very real tactic of you know you put you fill the area with smoke, you can't see anything to shoot at. Yeah. You know, you, you, unless you've actually seen it, you know, it's just like how does that actually really do anything? It does a lot. The yeah. concept of it is not a silly, you know, mechanic for a game. It does a lot. It can obscure a tank, uh, a bunch of other vehicles. It it has its place and purpose. I I think the the saber tank though, with that that infinite range, the infinite and, range, and that so, so basically a guaranteed hit. Yeah, on the rail. Um, I I think you know for that for that same price, I think that can do it. now. If you're in a very busy terrain board where there's not a lot of line of sights, yeah. this tank is going to be seriously hindered. But if you if you can get it in a position to where you have good fields of fire, this tank's going to work for you for 35 points. Yeah, big time. And it's going to work for you really good. Um, the Katana, you know, it's going to help you protect resources. Like It'll be know, good against um, infantry with those flamers. Yeah, it'll be good against infantry with flamers. It'll be good for protecting your infantry and your infantry transports as you're getting into a building. Um, yeah. So I mean, it ultimately, just, you know, what what are you going to use it for? Um, yeah, that that is the big thing. I I kind of suspect that you would probably be taking more of the sabers than you would of the katanas, uh, but I think you'd be silly not to be having both on the table. Absolutely, um, yeah. I I I think if I was to take the katanas, I would probably be aiming for closer towards the six to nine. Like if you had six of them, for example, and you maybe you had two flamers and then everything else with the twin cannons, uh, I think you'd have a nice balance there. I, I wouldn't quite go 50-50. I would lean towards the twin cannons personally because I think you'll get more out of them, uh, especially when the flamethrowers need to be so close as well. Yeah. Um, and I'd be using the flamethrowers to obscure everything once. like Because if you're not close enough for the flamethrowers to do anything... Then everything else shoots, and then it uses its smokes to launches instead, so that everything else has trouble seeing their friends, essentially. Yeah, so so I'm I'm looking at this because I just went and looked at it real quick. So the bear APC, you know, the your your infantry, you know, transport, yep. it has the same move as this tank. So there's no reason why you know for every bear you don't have a katana to support it to throw smoke and hassle other infantry as you're going to a building to score an objective. Yeah, true. So. In saying that, uh, if you were to, like, realistically, you would have those in the troop ships and the drop ships anyway. Yeah. 
So, because you wouldn't you wouldn't drive your bear across the across the board. No, no, I, no. I'm saying you know you have a bear and you have a katana on the same dropship. You drop them both at the same saying, time. Yeah. The, the katana's there to support the bear. The bear drops the troops off. The troops go into the building. Someone else gets near the building. You can flamethrower their troops, or you can launch yeah. smoke to protect your bear and katana from someone else's saber. Yeah, that makes sense. So, we will cover the transports at a later stage because I know that that's going to be something that people that haven't played dropship are gonna are still kind of probably looking at this and going, why does everything not move so well? Everything goes in ships and then comes out of the ships. Everything is in rhinos basically, but you get rhinos for your rhinos so that you can rhino while you rhino. I think the only the there's only one faction, um, and I'm just gonna look at this real quick because it's it's so typical of them. Um, really doesn't need to do a transport setup like that. Um, uh, which would be Shatari. Resistance because, sort of. Yeah, so so just as an example here, the, the base transport for the Shatari has a move of nine. <laughs> yeah. On a four foot by four foot, nine inches is huge. <laughs> right. So. Uh, in saying that... I think that's everything. I, I I think that's a I think that's an episode for us. Yep. So we got I this. Quickly... All right. A couple of things this week. Conquest game convention is still coming up. Uh, Conquest as for Sam and Finelli It's from the fifteenth to the seventeenth of April next year. Broadside, the official Arm Armada tournament for Mantic. Uh, that takes place on the 5th of March. Tickets are £10 and are available on the Mantic Games website. OrcaCon, um, this is, an, is a Moonstone tournament that's taking place on the 8th of January. Uh, takes place in Washington, USA. Um, some experience is helpful, but it's not necessary. Um, there is also a Bushido tournament that's currently on the GCT website. Uh, I seem to have deleted that by mistake. Uh, but Blood and Deed is and is the Grandmaster, essentially. So this is your tournament of tournaments. Um, you can not buy tickets because it is sold out. But I am mentioning it because it comes up on the 16th of January. And it's going to be interesting to see what the results are. Because for those maybe looking to buy in... Maybe it'll help you influence what you want to buy. It's going to be 32 players over four rounds. It's going to be pretty big. So it's that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. That's hella big. Yeah. We will try and cover that after the results are out, maybe, if we get time. Thank you, George. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you to those that support us. Please join us on YouTube. Help us get to our 1,000 subscriber goal before April next year. Um, you can find us at youtube.com slash gettingtabled. If you'd like to find us on social media, facebook.com slash gettingtabled or twitter.com slash gettingtabled or instagram.com slash gettingtabled. Uh, if you are in a situation to support us, we only have a couple of supporters financially, but we'd very much appreciate anybody. It's $2 a month. You get early access to almost everything that we host. Um, patreon.com slash gettingtabled. Anything I missed? Mm, website is gettingtabled.weebly.com. There we go. George actually did something. <laughs> I did a thing. Uh, no, I think that's it. Um, that's another episode, so I'm going to do one more thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by 
Eric Mataris, at soundimage.org.